The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand cave rescue operation. What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? engagement How long before gift? a wedding should I send out How many save games the dates? Are in the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Jordan Cooney. Hello, SEOs. My name is Jordan Cooney from Previsible. And this week, we're going to be discussing 80-20 growth for SEO. Joining me is Dan Shore, who is the owner of Evolving SEO, which is an SEO agency, and podcast host of Experts on the Wire. Yesterday, Dan and I discussed why you should ignore EAT. And today, we're going to be going into the discussion on the 80-20 growth rule for SEO. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay. Here's my conversation with Dan Shore. Dan, welcome back to the Voice Search Podcast. How you doing? I'm great. Good to be back. How you doing? I'm good. I'm pumped. I thought our episode yesterday was a lot of fun and really kind of broke into this somewhat of a, a subjective and, and very, very vague uh, set of concepts around EAT. But now we're kind of pivoting the conversation to this 80-20 growth focus around SEO. And let's let's just give our listeners a, a lay of the land. What does this mean? So yeah, first I should define sort of the 80-20 principle because a lot of people get this incorrect. So what the 80-20 principle is not is I'm going to spend 80% of my time on this and 20% of my time on that. That's only one data point. True 80-20 principle is you have two sets of data. So it might be time to results. In the case of my SEO strategy, it's content to traffic. 
So let's say you have a website with 100 pages. It's this rule that usually five to 10 or like some top chunk of those pages is going to result in 80% or 90% of the traffic. And in some extreme cases, you know, I'll go in and SEMrush or something and look at, a, a, see these growth stories that people post about. And they're like, we grew our traffic to 50,000 visits. And you go in and it's one page that's doing that, right? So that's an extreme of the 80-20 principle where a site just got lucky with one piece of blog content that's getting all their traffic, right? So that's a that's maybe like a 99 to 1, right, rule. But it's this idea that when you learn about Pareto's principle or the 80-20 principle, when you learn about this being just a more of a fact of nature, that you can kind of exploit it, right? So when you realize that naturally speaking, most of a website's traffic is going to come from a top set of pages, well, you can then intentionally decide to try to add more content that has that traffic level of those top pages. So to put it in practical terms, when I start working with a new company, I go into their search console and I might maybe filter for their blog or something. And if I see that their top couple blog posts are maybe a thousand visits a month and all the rest are like lower than that and some are not even getting traffic at all, well, then the strategy is just... And I'll talk about how to calculate traffic potential because I think a lot of people miss this part. But the strategy is to find topics and plan content that is likely to get at least 100 visits, 1,000 visits a month or more per page. So let's say you have a blog that's getting 4,000 visits a month, but half of that traffic is from the top two posts and the other 40% of that traffic is from like three to 10 or whatever, right? you could double, triple, quadruple, or 10x their traffic with like two or three pieces of content. If you can find topics that will give them one, two, three, four, five thousand visits a month, right? So it's exploiting this principle to make sure that you are getting more traffic from less pieces of content. So that's the strategy part of it. The actual content planning is where we really get into the weeds of the strategy aspect of planning it, right? We can definitely get into some of the details around how you actually find these topics and how you can actually estimate that they will get you the traffic numbers that you need, right? But that's the strategy part of it. And we could talk a little bit about executing the actual strategy. No doubt. I mean, on the strategy concept here, right? Because sticking with this A20 rule, and I, and I love this, this, this concept of tr- content to traffic, right? And like, utilizing real data points to then build a formula to how do you scale more traffic to your blog or your site or what have you. But one interesting concept that comes to mind, because I hear this all the time from SEOs, is, well, your content strategy should be about like these tentpole content pieces and these other content marketing strategies. You need to go through these ideation processes and all these other, and you got to have content briefs and all these other things. How does that all fit into this 80-20 rule? Yeah. (laughs) So another thing that I don't do at all is pillar pages or topic clusters. I think that they're hammers looking for a nail and that maybe in some outline cases, they might apply or they might work or they might be useful for internal linking and that kind of thing. But I always go back to the very basics, which is just single pages, single blog posts, single articles. So initially, for most companies, I take it all the way back to let's just think about individual pieces of content. Let's not go crazy yet with internal linking. 
I do solve internal linking temporarily with just good category structure. So most normal publications, if they have seven to 10 very thought out categories, then they're going to be very far ahead with their internal linking and topical you know, flow or whatever. So that's kind of maybe later on we think about these bigger ideas like sections of content and that kind of thing. But at the beginning, I keep it simple. And I forget the other part you asked about, why, if, how does something else fit into that? Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Yeah, I mean, there's all these strategies that the SEOs and content owners alike are implementing things like content briefs or the content ideation process. What are your thoughts on that and the application of the 80-20 rule? I agree with you. I think that the the tentpole strategy, it can work in some scenarios. B2B in particular is maybe a place where you can you have to have some of that direction if you're targeting a very specific type of customer. But I also think that a lot of these concepts are highly overused. And your 80-20 principle is very data-driven, and I love that. So how do you isolate that in these other tactics like briefs and, plan- and content ideation? So I love briefs because briefs come later when you actually decide what topic to create content around, and then you need to give direction to the writer. So my process would always be plan content with 80-20 growth strategy. Then when we choose topics, then briefs are great. I like doing those. So I have nothing against that. But I mean, the ideation stuff that a lot of content marketers go through or whatever, like that's fine too. I think that's broad. I mean, certainly what I'm doing is ideating. I'm doing topic and keyword research and competitive research to come up with topics. It's funny because one thing I always say is like, SEO is not creative in that way. When you're coming up with topics, you're, you're just trying to research and uncover the things that people are looking for through strategies. So I think of it more as like research and, and strategic planning using metrics and things like that. I also, I do have conversations with my clients when I put together a topic list, we will often layer in maybe business value or conversion potential or some other qualitative or business-based metrics or, or ways to look at it and make decisions. So, but yeah, at a very basic level, I mean, it's just 
thinking page by page and planning with traffic potential as that key prioritization metric. No, I, I think that's a great, great philosophy. Now, how do we put this into practice, right? Like, where do you start if you're an SEO listening to this episode? If you're working at an agency, like, what's the best way to get this started? And specifically, I'm going to lead you into this one because I, I think this is important and I think it should be a big part of your answer, which is it's not just like going in and barreling into the data and starting crunching numbers, but you got to get the right people aligned against this plan, right? You got to get, whether it's the writing partners, the business owners, the internal SEO teams, but there are people you need to get bought into this. And I think that's the starting place, but but I want to hear from you how you think about that journey. Yeah, so if we're thinking about aligning people to actually make this happen, so now we're not talking about necessarily SEO, but we're talking about getting people to all agree and go in one direction together, that's where it's all over the map because some businesses that I work with now, I'm an outside consultant. So some people hiring me, they're hiring me because they want that. So I'm just starting day one with everybody already bought into that. And often those situations work best when there's one person internally at the company that's driving this initiative. So I'm providing all the research and the strategy, and they're the ones that are basically mobilizing their team and essentially telling the writers, you need to listen to Dan and do his plan and do the content the way he's telling us to do it. So that's a luxurious situation because, you know, I can imagine for maybe if you're working in-house or certain companies, maybe you start with a tech audit and then you try to give them content ideas and they don't buy into it. In fact, one thing I haven't shared anywhere yet, but I had some really great results with HBR that I work with over the last year. And I've been consulting on and off for HBR for four or five years, but it was entirely all on like technical things or just people wondering about like Google stuff. Never, I was never able to get a content plan in front of them or help them use SEO to help them plan content until they brought in a new like audience development person last year in 2022. And she worked for nine months internally to building relationships, educating, talking to people, working with editors before they would even consider trying me supplying topics as an experiment. But we did that in 2022. This illustrates the 80-20 perfectly. So in, in 2022, because of this new person internally, that finally gave me the opportunity to give them some content topics through this 80-20 planning method. They published six throughout 2022. Over 100, and, They published 172 articles total in 2022, new. Six of them were SEO-focused. And one thing I'm proud of is you never know which six, right? They, you have no idea. Those six drove 54% of their non-branded search traffic so far in 2023. And the other 168 articles are 46% of their search. Tra- so that's 80-20, right? Where we planned content with SEO in mind ahead of time. And those six articles is now 54% of their traffic of content from 2022. And here's the other number. Those six articles is 14% of all of their SEO traffic from Google, non-branded, out of the entire website of HBR. Home page, uh, all pages, homepage, courses, product, like, right? So, but the original reason for that story was that was a situation where it really took somebody internally advocating for 
using search and over a nine month period got them to eventually kind of agree to, to try it. And now everyone's excited and bought in because of the big success they're seeing. So, you know, if you're sitting there and you're not getting buy-in, maybe look for that one person in the company that has a little more authority that is a little more bought in than others. And then maybe you can team up with that person. Another big thing too is providing educational and training sessions and come armed with data, come come showing up with your competitors in SEMrush and how much better they're doing than you. And it's funny how the top most executives in companies respond more to a screenshot of a competitor ranking above them than a data point showing thousands of visits difference, right? So it, it, it's really funny how a, a, yeah, a CEO is more responsive to just like Googling themselves and not ranking than actual data. <laughs> so you'd be surprised at things that motivate people yeah, at the high level. So No doubt. So like as we're thinking about this 80-20 growth rule, what are some of the things that, that our listeners should be aware of? Like what are the pitfalls... And how do you avoid those? And you brought up executives there because I think that's one of the groups here that gets really antsy at times, let's call it, when things aren't like running at the pace that they wanted to run at. And you and I both know we we only advise on how to make things work in Google, but we don't control Google. <laughs> so how do you think about the pitfalls and what should SEOs be mindful of as they're trying to implement this 80-20 growth rule? Yeah, I think two things. One, I want to just make sure people know how to calculate this estimated traffic. And then two, setting expectations. So after doing this dozens or hundreds of times, I can confidently say three months, right? Is like between starting, planning topics, getting the writers going, getting that content created, posting it, indexing it, waiting for results. What, that moment when you start to see the chart go up in Search Console, if all that's executed like along that timeline is about three months, right? So for me, I always try to set that expectation to say, we're going to start, but a lot of the delay in SEO is actually execution. It's not like waiting for Google. And in fact, on the flip side of that, a lot of people will say, you need to wait six months or something after publishing content to know if it's working, where I have a method where I actually will judge to see if it's working in a week or a few days, right? So yeah, you want to wait, but a lot of that waiting is execution. And then some of that waiting is waiting for Google or something to pick up authority. So that's expectation setting, right? I would set that. But then the beauty of this method is I'm actually giving traffic estimates. So when a lot of people are like, well, how much traffic are we going to get? I can say, well, here's actually a little bit of an estimate. So the estimate comes from, like, let's say you want to rank for car insurance, right? What you do is you Google car insurance and then you choose the highest ranked, most similar or relevant result to what you're planning on creating, right? You take that single URL, you put it in SEMrush, you go to organic positions, you go to positions, you filter for where that single URL ranks one to 10 in Google, so you don't get extra stuff in there. And then they give you a monthly traffic estimate. That's it. That's the number, right? And there's nuances in, into this because you don't want to choose the URL that is ranking there, but actually ranks for a lot of other keywords or ranks because it matches a certain intent or ranks because it's just super high authority. Like I try to avoid throwing HubSpot in there all the time, right? Because all the times a HubSpot page is going to rank just because they're HubSpot, not because it's necessarily a perfect match of relevance. So there's a little bit of an art and like a learning curve, just feeling this out, right? And the way I learned it is just like 
many, many times planning traffic estimates, having a client publish content, and then see what actually happens. But time and time again, I would typically see see it play out, right? So the traffic estimate number you get is not exact. It's not supposed to be like the exact number. But when you line them all up in a spreadsheet, it should be a directionally correct, relatively speaking number that the main thing is, is it, it differs from search volume, right? So people that are planning content by the search volume of a single keyword, you're doing it very inefficiently and you're doing it kind of wrong in a way because that's not telling you how much traffic you might earn. It's just telling you the volume of one keyword, right? I was talking to a big company today and they're planning all their content by search volume. I'm like, please don't do that. <laughs> please start layering in this traffic <laughs> estimate and sort it in the spreadsheet that way and plan against the traffic estimate, not search volume. So that's something that anybody planning content should be putting a traffic estimate in their, in their spreadsheets. Absolutely. That's great advice. Okay. That wraps up this episode on the Voice of the Search podcast. Dan and I dove into the 80-20 growth rule. Thank you to Dan Shore, owner of at Evolving SEO and podcast host of Experts on the Wire. If you can't wait until our next episode and would like to learn more about Dan, you'll find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Dan underscore Shore, S-H-U-R-E, or visit his company website, evolvingseo.com. You can also listen to his podcast, Experts on the Wire, in any of your streaming partner apps. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs, because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com awt. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.